Hey, welcome to Life and Things Podcast. <clears throat> Going live. So, I hope everybody is having a fabulous day today. Um, there's been, there's a lot of things I've got going on, so I thought I'd kind of share with you guys a little tiny bit about that. Um, I'm a little late getting on today from what I planned, and it's mostly because... I've just, I've got so many things, so many things going on. All right. So some things that I have planned for today that have not yet gotten accomplished is transplanting my indoor garden. Um, I want to start painting more of the kitchen, start moving things around in my basement to make more room for shelving. And there's a, a whole reason why I have shelving going on. It's, you know, I am not one for being unprepared for anything. So um, I do keep extra storage of things just in case. Um, so I got to move some things around. I want to reorganize that. And I'm getting ready to convert one of my rooms into an office um, because, you know, I'm about ready to start my new job and it's going to be a work from home job. So it's all fun. It's all good. Um, I feel very refreshed with everything that I've seen going on. I don't know yet um, how much I'm going to start getting involved right away with my new um, company and all the new people, but I'm. it looks like they're very engaging, so I'm really looking forward to really getting in there. And so with that being said, I wanted to first go over some healthy things we can do for ourselves when we've got a lot going on. Um, I happened to read a little bit and listened to this doctor, um, Dr. Eric Berg. Um, he has a YouTube channel, so you should look him up. He's pretty cool. Um, from what I learned from him today, because I myself drink and trying to drink a lot more water. Um, and with that, I'm also doing this new essential oil thing. So um, I've, I'm working with doTERRA and a representative from doTERRA. I also have my own store of doTERRA. So if you want to look at that, it's going to be posted in the, in the little comment sections below, as well as it's going to be on my website, thriveforwards.com. Um, <clears throat> so what I've learned is that lemon water has a lot of great benefits. Now it's funny because I've been watching a lot about lemon water, a lot of videos about what lemon water, a lot of people say boil that lemon water. So wait until the end of this before you decide whether you're going to boil it or just put it fresh into your water. So from what Dr. Eric Berg says is that lemon water benefits, especially if you add some apple cider vinegar, can help you reduce the chances of you having a fatty liver. So I'm not sure if any of you guys have ever been told by a doctor that you've got a fatty liver. Um, but a fatty liver can cause all kinds of symptoms or whatever. I was told once that I had a fatty liver and then it turns out I did not because, you know, what happens is, is your liver will start to malfunction and there's like this overdose of these weird enzymes from the liver. So, um, but lemon water can help reduce your chance of having a fatty liver problem. It can also help reduce cholesterol. It helps basically your entire flow of digestion happen, which then will help the cholesterol levels naturally just sort of reduce over time. Uh, he says weight loss 
is another side effect of drinking lemon water, but it's indirect. So it won't just on its own cause you to lose weight, but it does help. And it does it by this. The nutri nutrition or the nutrients that are within the lemon help to simulate or stimulate lower blood sugar, lower, well, which then in turn lowers your insulin. And insulin, from what he was saying on his video, is actually one of the big problematic things that people have that help, you know, basically prevent them from losing weight. And that's why they say that your diet is actually the biggest part of weight loss is nutrition. You need to get to the point where you are reducing your insulin levels because insulin, no matter how much exercise you do, apparently will prevent you from actually losing fat. All right, anti-aging effects. So lemon, drinking lemon water every day actually has anti-aging effects. Now they've only done studies or most studies on animals, but they've found that these animals, which have very, very low lifespans like mice, um, live three weeks longer on average when they give them lemon water. It has anti-cancer effects. Now, though it does not cure cancer, he says that it helps to inhibit the formation of cancer cells. And he goes into a long, huge explanation that I'm not going to get into because it's a lot of big words. And, you know, I'm just, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> but this is just what I've heard from this guy named Dr. Eric Berg. So he um, it helps reduce the production or the formation of kidney stones in the body. So if you are somebody who gets a lot of kidney stones, drinking that lemon water um, the lemon water will have something called uh, citrates in it, which help to prevent the formation of them. So it helps keep them from basically the calcium from or the whatever crystals that are forming in your in your kidney. It prevents them from actually kind of attaching to each other and creating that stone. It also has a lot of vitamin C. So it will have one half of your daily recommended dose of vitamin C. So this is really great for your immune system and all kinds of other things health related. But he says that it, it's only in whole lemons. So you cannot buy bottled lemon and expect to get the same effects because apparently um, the lemon, when they produce bottled lemon water, they want to take out any possible growth contaminants of microorganisms and such. So what they do is they actually put that through a process where they're superheating it and through the heating process, it denatures that vitamin C. So you won't get vitamin C from the bottled lemon, you'd have to buy the whole lemon. And you wouldn't probably want to boil it then if the heat is what affects the, the, the concentration of the vitamin C within the solution. So he also said that it also helps form collagen. And that was sort of like a side note that I sort of wrote down that I heard him say. He says the last huge benefit that lemon water does is that it has phytonutrients like, and I, I'm not sure if I'm producing or sounding this out right. So just, you know, bear with me, but it's called Nargen. And from what he says, it helps prevent a number of different things. So for example, it helps with people with hemorrhoids, leg sores, circulation problems, spider veins. He says that it has antibacterial effects as well. So there's just, there's a lot of different um, benefits here to this lemon water. 
The next thing he said is obviously adding apple cider vinegar. So I went and I looked up an old video he did of that. And what he says there is that it helps to suppress fat storage because it improves insulin sensitivities that your body might have. It speeds up your digestion, stabilizes your blood sugar, reduces fat that might be in the liver. It increases your bile release, and it also helps with the release of enzymes that are in need that your body needs. So those were some really good information that I felt was good. So lemon water with some apple cider vinegar, he says, super big health benefit. So I'm going to start doing that. I actually started this today. <laughs> so I'll let you guys know if this actually starts really helping. Um, all right. On to the good news. Hello there. How are you doing? OJ28. So Fox News did a good news uh, segment about a grandmother who accidentally, <laughs> I'm glad I'm doing great too. So a grandmother who accidentally texted the wrong number and it led to, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Where are you calling or where are you in from? India. Wow. I'm here in Georgia, um, one of the states in the United States. Okay, awesome. So is everything going good for you guys over there? So far, so good. I feel the same way. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go on with this one story because this is a really cute, cute story. Um, <laughs> it says that uh, this one grandmother actually texted the wrong number and it ended up leading to a new family tradition of a man who was not a part of this lady's family. Um, he started attending her her Thanksgiving and this is the sixth year that this uh, male, his name, this man named Jamal and his girlfriend have now been attending Grandma Wanda's Thanksgiving every single year. Um, it was a really cute story. And really, I think what this shows to me is that family can be found everywhere. You can find family and friends. You can find family on accident. It doesn't always have to be blood relative. And so that was a really awesome one that Fox 10 did here in, in the States. Um, there was also a, a woman in Minnesota um, who started making handmade cards just to help her friends and family and whoever she ended up meeting along the way that we're going through some tough times. <laughs> um, feel better about it. And so she has been making these handmade cards for 25 years. And her statement was that just the simple gesture of showing you care makes a lot of difference to anyone that you come in contact with. Yeah, 25 years. Isn't that amazing? I can't seem to keep something up like that for more than a week. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. Amazing people out there doing amazing things, and that's why I want to bring this up. I know that a lot of news is usually bad news, but 
Yeah, commitment, absolutely. That woman is definitely committed. So the next one I have is that this one woman from um, Florida, her name is Gladys, accidentally dialed the wrong number and it ended up sparking a friendship between Mike from Rhode Island and Gladys from Florida. So she dialed 401 instead of 410 and it ended up sparking a conversation between the two of them that has been going on now strong for years. And just this year was the first time that Mike decided to go and take a trip down to Florida to meet her for the very first time. And he said that um, she lit up when they met and they were so, you know, it was just a really great, almost like a reunion because they, they'd known each other for so long, just not in person. And so he said that, you know, when he showed up with those, the, a bouquet of flowers that um, she lit up and he said, it's incredible that you can meet people in the world that are just amazing. And it can all be sparked by just having a wrong number phone call. <laughs> so that was a very amazing story as well. I don't know if you ever had a, had a friendship that kind of started out of something strange like that. Yeah, what happened in that story? I'd love to hear it. <laughs> Cross connect. <laughs> so your father's friend had had gotten married to a lady because they got cross connect. What is cross connection exactly? Can you explain what cross-connection is? Ah, the wired phones. <laughs> that feels like almost another lifetime, doesn't it? The wired phones. I mean, obviously I had it growing up and then, you know, it definitely sparked into this whole like wireless thing. And now I don't think there's anyone around, at least in any of the neighborhoods near me. <laughs> yeah. So that was my good news for the day. And I went over some health benefits that you can get. The next thing I kind of wanted to talk about was um, you know, all of us have this great opportunity in our lives to be leaders, leaders of our family, leaders of our, you know, just at work sometimes. And sometimes it's just you become a leader of somebody that you're mentoring. Have you ever mentored anybody? I think mentoring is like an absolutely amazing, amazing opportunity that we all have. And um, I, I don't think that we give it enough credit. And I know that I've had many great mentors in my life. 
So I was, I, I read a lot. So right now I'm reading um, a book called a better way to live. And I'm not anywhere close to being done with that. But when I do, I'm going to do a little, a little kind of outtake on what that book is about. Okay. No problem. Um, but when it comes to leader tasks, we need to really be, when we're, when we're put into a position where we are a leader, whether it be of our kids, of our spouses, okay, no problem. <laughs> that we, um, we need to make sure that we are being intentional, intentional leaders. So what does that mean? for all of us. It means basically that we need to be intentional about helping our followers interpret events. So for example, if you were in a workplace and something maybe is changing or something may have gone wrong, it is our jobs as leaders to interpret that or help our followers interpret the events, identify what's happened, what the opportunities are, help people understand the problems that might be quite complex and you know difficult for, for certain individuals to really grasp. And then also kind of lay out the environmental complexities of it too. You know, so we have a, a strong connection with what's going on because we are leaders. So it's our job to kind of pass down that information to those that are are following us. Also, we want to help build and maintain consensus about what our priorities are, maybe some objectives we have to accomplish, or maybe even a strategy. So for example, with my daughter, and this is just one instance, I might help her prioritize so that she can be more successful at the things that she's doing, whether it be you know, an after school activity or a school activity, or even within our friendships, you know, so that's just from a parenting perspective. And then in the workplace, obviously that gets to be a lot, a lot different because you're looking at productivity and the success of the company. So it's our job to help build and maintain consensus and help everybody kind of get involved, understand the priorities and be a part of the solution. We also have to increase commitments and efficacy to tasks and objectives, particularly when there's, you know, any type of obstacle in our way. So when it comes to that, it's sitting down and kind of laying out a path and getting input from everybody so that we have commitment from them, right? So if we don't get people involved, commitment just will not be there. And that's with our children too. I mean, our children aren't just going to blindly follow us. They're going to question us because they are people. So it's important that we consider even the little people in our lives um, and make sure that we're explaining reasoning behind things so that they can really grasp what we're telling them to do. And it's not just a, hey, I'm going to do what you're saying and not what you're doing kind of thing. Hi, Martha, and hi, revolutionary brother. <laughs> um, we also want to foster trust. And this is probably one of the most difficult aspects, in my opinion, of leadership. How are you guys doing today? And where are you guys calling in from?
Ohio. Hi, Ohio. I'm from Georgia. So fostering trust is huge. And really what it takes is respect going both way among both ways among all groups of, um, of all members of a group. If we don't have respect for those who follow us, why should they have respect for us? At least that's my take. And so we want to respect them. We want to help them, be there for them, understand them, train them, teach them, mentor them. And when they realize that you're for them and that you're there to help, that automatically will start building this trust up. We also want to foster identification with the group or organization that we happen to be working with, right? So in families, it's really simple. You know, we're kind of a part of that family. Your, your family's from Georgia. What part of Georgia? Are they in the big city? Ah, Macon. Okay, I know where that is. I'm uh, quite a bit north of there, if I'm not mistaken. I'm um, closer to the border of Tennessee. <laughs> and I'm not originally from here either. I moved here from Illinois in 2015. So... When we foster identification with the group and this, you know, there are times within families where we do have to kind of help do that as well. You know, not everybody feels always like they are a part of it um, in families even, but it's creating an environment where everybody feels like they belong, like they, they have people that care about them at work. And it's, and it really is important to kind of, foster that relationship among your coworkers, um, even with from a boss perspective, if you're a boss, fostering that relationship with everybody below you, because otherwise you've got the infighting and the infighting, people not feeling comfortable, it becomes a really bad environment. And you don't want that in your home just as well as you don't want that at work because, hey, you're there a lot. So fostering identification with the group or organization and making sure everybody fits in and feels like they fit in is super important. We also want to coordinate the activities of the group members. Now, that doesn't mean that we tell everybody exactly what they need to be doing all the time, but it is about coordinating and helping them to create their guidelines for themselves. You know, I mean, if we, it's not, we don't want to be babysitting all the time and we, and as parents, we want to make sure that those kids grow up and can kind of take on the ownership of figuring things out on their own. And then in the workplace, same thing, you know, you don't want to have to be micromanaging everybody every second. So your job is to make sure that they know what needs to be done and then help them figure out what their best method is of doing it. Everybody might not be able to do things exactly the same way. And that's mostly because of our strengths and weaknesses. We also want to facilitate learning and innovation among all group members. So at home, I do that by having story time with my daughter or talking to her about different topics that she questions me about, which she asks a ton of questions, specifically about the inner workings of the human body, which is can be a little bit tedious, 
But I spend the time to go through these things with her because she's learning. And then sometimes I'm learning with her because then I have to look it up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so learning is a good thing. And in the workplace, we don't want to leave anyone behind. Not everybody is going to be the strongest and the brightest and the best, but we can always get them there. And so you never want to leave anybody in your group behind. So always finding new ways for them to um, innovate or learn something new or take on new tasks or new projects. All of those things kind of help with everything we've already talked about earlier, which is the trust and creating that really strong team. So facilitating learning and innovation is very, very important. And you want to make sure everybody's involved in that. We also want to promote and defend our group to everybody outside of the group because they will not trust you if you're not there to be their advocate, right? So for me, you know, as a leader, I've always, A, given um, everybody an opportunity to accomplish tasks. And then when they've done a great job, I've made sure to promote them to everybody and say, Hey, look what this person did. This is amazing work. Look what they've done. And sometimes I've been too good at that. And people have been taken away from me into other departments. And that is fine by me because, Hey, they are stronger for it. And if you can develop people in that way, it is amazing. And the same thing within a family, you know, you don't want infighting, obviously, um, with anybody within your, your, your group, your family unit. So it's very necessary that everybody's on the same page, that everybody realizes that, you know, what the house rules are and things like that. So that they understand that respect is crucial. You know, you don't fight with each other and, you know, treat each other with respect. So create some ground rules too, because it really does help. Leaders also help group members develop skills and prepare them for leadership responsibilities. So in a workplace, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the likes. <laughs> in a workplace situation, um, we develop those skills by having one-on-ones with them, by spending time with the individuals and also time with the group as well so that they know that, hey, they're getting individual time. They're also getting time, group time, where you can kind of facilitate those relationships with your team members. And through you showing them how to be a leader, they're going to naturally pick it up. They're going to naturally pick up, you know, the things you do, this, how you say things, you know, the way you act, the way you treat people. All of those things are picked up habits that we get throughout our lives and we can pick them up from the wrong people or we can pick them up from the right people. So, and sometimes we're, we're having to reteach people, retrain people on how, how they're supposed to be doing this to be most effective in a positive way. So spend time with them, spend individual time, spend group time and your group, whether it be your home life or your um, work life. It's just going to make things so much better. They're going to run smoother. The last thing that they that I kind of read about was promoting social justice as well as ethical and moral behavior. You know, and this comes in a lot when it comes to the hiring process too, when it comes to a workplace, because if you hire somebody that is going to sour 
the environment through acting unethically or immoral or, you know, maybe taking people's um, wins and saying that they're theirs. You know, those little tiny things that happen um, that certain people have a have a direction of, of doing that because they want to be the golden child. And in a true workplace, there could not be a golden child because we are a team. <laughs> you know what I mean? So those that feel like they need to be the winner, they've got to be this, they've got to be that. Those people might sour the environment. Some of them can be swayed to the right side. Others may not. But we need to make sure that we are addressing these situations because otherwise we might lose the environment for the whole. So promoting social justice as well as ethical and moral behavior. And a lot of times that's just talking about it, letting people know like, hey, this is the way that we do things. This is the way that we act. This is the expectation. So and in the household, same thing. You know, accountability is huge in the household. You know, everybody should be taking care of their own things. They should be cleaning. They should be, you know, building the family situation so that it is healthy. And we do that through accountability. It also doesn't help to put your kids in karate because that helps develop their, you know, the behaviors that you want them to have when it comes to getting things accomplished. So with that being said, um, I just want to mention that um, there's a couple things and I know I said this at the beginning, but not everybody was in here. Um, essential oils are really healthy for you. I've just started looking at them. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever tried them. If you have, uh, leave a comment about it because I'm really interested in what you all think about essential oils and if you guys have ever tried them. Um, also, I have a website if you are interested. It's thriveforwards.com. And in there is a blog that I also post to with content. Um, so please take a look at that as well. I'm trying uh, a lot of new things lately. I've even started an Etsy account because I have some art stuff that I really like doing. So I've decided to start an Etsy account just so I can start doing that. And, you know, I really promote everybody taking their hobbies and turning it into something that they can do as a job. Because really, at the end of the day, and I've heard this my whole life, and I've never thought it was true. But if you really love what it is you are doing, then it's not really work anymore, because you're enjoying every second of it. I wanted to kind of revisit a couple of the good news things that I talked about last time, just because I still think they are freaking amazing. One of them on the good news network is the giving machines. And I think they're, they're rolling this out, I think all over the world and the giving machines, the whole point of it is, is that you go up to this vending machine like thing and you, I think it takes probably credit card, but you can purchase donation items that then will be given to those types of charities. So like, let's say you want to buy something for a food bank. They might have something in there for that. Um, let's say you want to donate toys to a child or something um, who happens to be an orphan, which there's a lot of that going on right now, which I think is amazing. Um, these giving machines, so you can look them up um, in your areas to see if you have one nearby. Um, but I, I just think that that's amazing. Right now is definitely the time to give if you have something to give. I mean, not everybody's in a situation to give, but if you are, 
I do implore you that A, it makes you feel good, B, it helps other people. And right now, as, as society has it, we definitely need to be supporting each other. Um, I also have just recently started, I'm, I've gotten my insurance license. Um, well, it's not yet totally been approved, but I'm trying new things now. I'm trying new things because I feel like this world is definitely changing. And so when the world is changing, I think we need to start thinking outside the box and start doing new things. Because if the things that you are currently doing are not working, then you'll have to move out of your comfort zone. You have to move forward. So you know, I started the blog, I started this podcast, those things were kind of outside my comfort level when I first started. And that's okay. I also joined a church and um, started leading small groups there. Um, I've now been asked to kind of help guide one section of the small groups, so that the leaders of the small groups have somebody to go to. So I'm trying to put myself out there, not just for money, but also just to help people because I think right now, that is the one thing that we really, really need. We seriously need to start helping each other. Especially during tough times. And division is never the way to go. So with that being said, um, find a way to start mentoring people. Find a way to support the youth. The youth is going to have probably the hardest time because, you know, as things get tougher and tougher in the world, you know, they have a lot more that they have to overcome when they become adults. So spending time coaching, developing, mentoring people is key to the success of the next generation. They've got hurdles that none of us have ever had before. You know, generations before have not had the same hurdles. For example, we have social media, which has its benefits, no doubt. This is one of them. I, I love being able to communicate with people all over the world. However, social media does have its downfalls that they have to overcome. And those things are like um, seeing people's lives from this different orientation that people put out there, especially on things like Facebook or um, LinkedIn, those kind of things. You know, it seems from the outside that everyone's lives on those sort of social media platforms are perfect because people like to put out their highlight reels and kind of show people only the good of what's happening to them and not the trials and tribulations that they might be going to as, through as well. And so because of that, it fosters more depression for those who are going through things and think that nobody else is because they only put out their highlight reel. Also, because of technology, we've become a society where um, instantaneous gratification has become a necessity. We expect things to be really great right away or we don't want to do them at all. And that's not really how things work in the world. So once they get into adulthood, they're going to be like, wait, I have to sit here at this job for years before I can get promoted? Well, yes, because things don't just happen right away. And so you have to work at every little thing that you get and they don't 
realize that when they're kids because they've got all this instantaneous gratification. Somebody goes on the Facebook and likes something that they've done and they get this automatic release of serotonin and they feel good. So we've kind of created this environment that does not tell the truth to the youth. We've also created a system where we have a little bit more depression, a little less um, connectivity of people face to face, you know, then especially the newest generation, like my daughter's generation, who's eight, we've got this pandemic that started and all of a sudden they were pulled out of school for, you know, most of a year. And then even when they went back to school, they had to social distance. There was no touching. There was no nothing. And as humans, we're not meant to live that way. I think that our natural state is to be around each other and to have contact with other people. So they've got those trials as well that they need to get through and learn how to adjust with the ebb and flow of what's going on right now in society. And it's our jobs to make sure that they are strong enough even when we don't always feel like we're strong enough ourselves. So that mentoring, creating avenues of positivity so that people feel good about themselves. I mean, there is so many routes that we can take. I mean, some certain things that I I started doing, like um, meditation. I've started doing bouts of yoga especially during the pandemic when we couldn't see anyone, (laughs) Um, take walks in nature. Nature is a great place to just kind of reboot yourself and make yourself feel better. Um, Spend time if you've got animals at home. Spend time with your animals. I mean, it's been proven time and time again that animals actually help you live longer. If you have like a cat or a dog at home and you, you spend time with them, they're funny, they're cute, they love to be loved. And because of that, it kind of ups our spirits as well. So if you don't have an animal, I do suggest getting one because it really does help your health, Uh, helps your mental health as well as your physical health. So find avenues of being, of having positivity in your world, even when things are kind of trying, it's, you can still create positivity. You can journal You can give yourself, um, like, for example, at the end of this year, um, at the end of every year, I usually do a vision board for the following year. And I do this so that I can see, okay, this is what I, what my hopes and dreams are for 2022. And I I have them up in front of me all the time. Now I did it for 2021 and then the pandemic kind of hit and like everything went chaos and haywire and that board kind of became null and void. But that happens sometimes and you just got to learn to adjust. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there that have, and then there's some that have not. And we need to help those people because adjustment is a part of life, whether we are used to that or not. I think that over the last several decades, at least in the United States, I'm not sure about all the other countries, but at least in the United States, things have been fairly stable. You know, I mean, we've had some hiccups where inflation has hit or, you know, 2008 occurred. But then we'd have a good 10, 15 years where things kind of leveled off and things were kind of feeling normal again. So we've had a break over the last couple of years, though. We really have not, you know, starting in 
pretty much late 2019, early 20, or, yeah, early 2020. We've not really had that break, but we need to create that space for ourselves. Even when the world doesn't have that space, <laughs> we need to create it for ourselves and we need to practice whatever it is that gives us a peace of mind, calmness, positivity. We need to find those avenues. So if you want to hear more about things like that, I can definitely start creating content on here and going over some of the, the things that I've learned. I've taken uh, several life coaching classes and become certified in it so I can share with you what I've learned through those classes as well. And I would love to start doing that. Um, yeah. So I'm going to start sprinkling that in as well. I hope that everybody continues to have a really great day if you are having a great day. And if not, I hope it gets way better because you can only really control what you have going on right in front of you. And it's our choice how we react to our environment. So we have the choice to be happy or not to be happy. And I think we all should be choosing happy. So choose for the rest of the day to put a smile on your face and go through the day knowing that everything is okay. Everything will be okay. And we can get through anything because we have the resources to do so in our mind, in our hearts, and in our souls. All right. Well, you guys have a great day. If you have any time, check out my website, thriveforwards.com. Um, there will be a link in the description below. Um, when this ends, I will also be uploading this into my regular episodes. Uh, check out my Etsy account if you have a chance. I haven't been producing anything new recently, but I'm going to start as soon as I get a space, a new space set up for, for myself. And then, um, yeah, you guys have a blessed day and enjoy. Bye, everyone.